0: Welcome back to the Boundary Corner Podcast.
1: I'm Curtis Wilson. I'm Brian Siegler, buddy. How you doing tonight, man? We got a big one tonight. Happy hump day first. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Buddy, we do have a big one tonight. Our friends, I'll call them that, John and Tally, Tally Bands, and Dr. Jeremy Counts, hokey pharmacist on Twitter, are going to join us in just a few minutes. Dude, I'm, I'm so ready for this. State of the program with two lifelong fans, a graduate, someone from out of the footprint, too, to get even more perspective. Dude, I'm ready for this tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really fired up. Uh, we had uh, Jeremy on last year in a uh, completely different, this day last year, completely last. different type of episode um, considering where we were right after the uh, the wit presser there. So uh, we've come full circle a little bit. We're going, we're going to hit a little bit of, uh, of a retro of this past season real quick. And then we're going to get into kind of everything that we've been, um, we've been covering the last few weeks. So we're going to talk coaches. We're going to talk early signing day. We're going to talk recruiting. We're going to talk uh, kind of some, some future outlook going into 2022. So it's going to be
0: a fun night tonight. Absolutely. And you guys who are out there on social media, if you have questions, ideas, thoughts, pop them to us. We'll definitely bring it up with these guys. But before we bring them on, we want to go ahead and get this out of the way early. We want to go to our digital partners for a brief message because once we get this done, it's all gas. As we
1: take a quick break, we'd like to tell you about getting your free website report from our digital partner, Grassroots Digital Marketing Studio. They'll tell you how your website ranks on Google, on-site SEO, and social media. No commitment to buy anything. You can get your free report by visiting grassrootsdigitalstudio.com forward slash free dash
0: website dash report. Now back to the episode. Hi, Brian. So without further ado, let's bring on and Jeremy. Jeremy, what's up, fellas? How you hey doing guys. tonight? What up, what up?
2: What's going on?
0: How's everybody doing on this Wednesday night, pump day, drinky drinks? Everybody work today? We Y'all work today?
2: Oh, yeah. We're living here. I don't know if you want to call it work, but that's I went there.
0: <laughs> they
2: might be paying me today. You pulled your Marshawn yeah. Lynch? That is. I showed up. <laughs>
0: Nice. Well, listen, guys, you know, this was, this was in the making. Jeremy joined us last year about this time, completely different circumstances this year. Tally's been, he's been consistently messaging us saying he wants to come on, (laughs) He wants to come on. You know, you have, and you're on now. We appreciate it. I'm on this. I'm here. So Tally
1: been running the spaces on Twitter for, for a bit now. Uh, And that's, that's had some really good buzz. We had some, a lot of former players jump in there, really good conversation, really good perspective on kind of what was going yeah. on with the program as we closed out the Fuente era, as we were looking towards who the next coach was going to be. So we, we definitely appreciate you for um, kind of running that show and, and getting uh, kind of bringing everybody together on that front.
0: Running that show. Right. And we, I mean, in giving people a voice, you let, I know you let me speak. I know Brian spoke. You, you let people have the voice dally doing that. Um, which is really good because you get to hear different perspectives. So I'm gonna ask this. Jeremy, we know your background. We found it out last year. Everybody knows this. Tally, you live in Alabama. Explain to us three how the hell you became a Hokie
2: fan. Hey man, I'm a fat motherfucker. I just asked somebody around town who had the best food. They said Blacksburg. So <laughs> it. Nah, man. I'm uh so I got a brother. He's uh my blood brother. He's uh twelve years older than me, and uh, he went to the Navy okay. right out of uh, high school. So he was stationed up in Virginia. So whenever we would go see him and shit, that he would send me, you know, it was always Virginia Tech stuff. He sent me stuff for my birthday, for Christmas, stuff like that. Sent me Virginia Tech stuff. Like I said, he was you know twelve years older than me, so. I'm um, 36 around that time when he was there was that's when Virginia Tech was popping. You know what I'm saying? I was the Michael Vick era, all of that. So I just started following the program uh, from then on, you know, I was about six during that time. So from then on, and I mean, he, he was a Virginia Tech fan while he was there. Uh, he doesn't follow college football quite as avid as I do now, but you know, he's still, loves the area and talks about Virginia Tech more than any other college team. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh so so you kinda got to experience a little bit of everything from from kind of the rise in, into the, the glory days and now we, you know, the last decades kind of been up and down at best. So you kind of seen a little bit of everything
2: then. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's been a wild ride, man. I mean, I get, you know, like when I first started going on like the Facebook pages and stuff like that, because most people they ask me how did, how are you from you know Alabama and you you know a lot of people fuck with you and you because I I talk you know what I'm saying like <laughs> I just I don't meet a stranger and when I I got into Facebook groups most people ask that question they's like you from fucking Alabama first of all they say you from Alabama and then they say some fucked up shit and I'm like <laughs> I'm from Virginia motherfucker you know I've been there. <laughs> Y'all fuck each other's sisters too. We all do the same shit. But you know, like when I got in the Facebook groups and stuff, people asked me, you know, like, you know, it's cool, you're an Alabama fan, but why why wouldn't you root for, you know, Alabama or Auburn? Because that they, you they've seen, you know, national championships in your lifetime. And I was like, man, you love what you love, man. I mean, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. You know what I mean? So <laughs> That's just not the teams I fell in love with. It's a, it's a, Hokie till I die. That's what it is. I mean, I went to Jacksonville State University, so um, I went there to play football. And um, I follow Virginia Tech more than I do my my own uh, alma mater. So it is what it is, man. It's been a fun ride, though. Nice. Jeremy,
0: and just in case somebody ha- does not know about, what is your quick background of how you became a Hokie fan? Or a Hokie, not a
3: I mean, I'm originally from Dickinson County, Virginia, and I came to VT in 04, and it was, yeah, just from then on, <laughs> I was there for a lot of the glory days. And I went there, fell in love in Blacksburg, and I was like, I don't want to fucking leave. And so I just kind of didn't. And now I own the pharmacy in downtown, I'm on own Main Street Pharmacy, and I, I sponsor the programs I love, and I get to live the life. I can't ask for much more.
0: Nah, you, you can't, man. And you are the king there. I, 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 I still, like, I need to see a picture of you one day with the crown walking down Main Street. I feel like that – tell me the truth, y'all. Could y'all see Jeremy doing a commercial with the pharmacy, like, walking down Main Street, crown, maroon and orange on
3: – Oh, it's been – Emily pretty much made me retire the crown after I embarrassed the fuck out of her during the Miami game. I actually Shocker. got the crown and the spurtle and everything, the chain –
0: Right up there on my little pirate. Wait a second. Wait a second. Was this during
1: COVID? Yeah. Yeah, That that was the turnover. That's the turnover spurtle game.
0: Yeah. And
3: then we (laughs) lost, so I retired all of it. And then it was like, you're never wearing that crap again.
1: (laughs) She was just waiting for an excuse to get you to get out of that thing, man. She's like, she she finally got to tie it to something Virginia Tech related. She's like, all right, it's cursed. You can't
3: wear it anymore. See, it's. Yeah, she definitely played that up after we lost. She did not want me near it. No, it's, it's like my fucking... Um, uh, the crown was something I bought. It's like my lordship title. I'm technically a lord. I got drunk and bought it and forgot about it. And then I had this title show up in my house. I'm like, I'm a fucking lord of Scotland for some fucking reason. And then the crown, I forgot I ordered it. I got shit-faced and ordered a crown off of like fucking Etsy or some shit. And I'm like, I guess I got
0: a crown now.
1: You had to make it official. I had to make it official. That's why. Why
0: not? Then I was like, I'm going to do a thing. So clearly, we all are in that same age group. We probably, at some point between 2003 and, like, the last 20 years, 18 years, we probably have all passed each other at a game, at a tailgate, downtown. That's the crazy part. That's, like, we sit here. We're all roughly the same age, four or five years maybe difference. At some point in time, we crossed each other's path. We didn't know it until social media, chat, somebody follows you, listens to your podcast, start popping in on you. Um, and, and that's the crazy part. And it's awesome to see, like Tally, we mentioned earlier with Tally doing the spaces, how the community came together. Because, y'all, let's be for real. The last year, a Virginia Tech football fan community, we were a house divided. We were at each other's throats. And – <laughs> let's let's start by looking back first. Let's go back to August. What was y'all's kind of preseason expectation record? How good are we going to do, et cetera? Uh, and I tally you started off. What did you think going into the season where we were heading?
2: And, uh, I, when the season started, I think I was somewhere around 84. I mean, I felt like. For lack of better terms, I feel like we were some shit, but I feel like everybody else was some shit as well. So, I'm always going to bet on my team being the better shit than the other team. You know what I mean? So, it was too many 50-50 games, and I was like, well, shit. You know, we played West Virginia, made some shit, we still beat them. A couple of things like this. I was thinking eight and four, which I wasn't, you know, happy with. Yeah. I'm not happy with an eight and four season. I feel like, you know, of course, I want to, I want to get to the ACC championship at least every year. Yeah, you know, you want to do, you want to do more than that. But mm-hmm. I say ACC championship. If I can get there, as a fan, like I feel good. But I was thinking eight and four is probably where we were. But you know, we had chances to do it. But I know we'll touch on that later on. Oh yeah, Jeremy, where, where about you? Where were you?
0: Tally was I eight and we're a nine win team. Right. Nine win. you were with me. And if you look at the games
3: that we probably should have won, we were a nine win team. True.
1: So, so yeah you so you were right with Curtis uh I was right with Tally I was about I was about eight wins um I figured we'd get about 50 percent of the toss-ups I figured about six games on the schedule were pretty much book them wins uh we ended up losing one of those so yep that kind of that kind of mm-hmm. fucked us but um you know we we didn't get to any of our expectations um, as we saw the season play out, we saw –
2: we did get the song. He out of here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> go there we go. There we go.
3: Well, we came out and we did do the one thing I said we were going to do. Those guys were focused on UNC all fucking out, off season, laser focused. I knew yes, we were going to come out and smack them in the goddamn mouth, and we did. But they forward, were straight man. up pretenders. But even if they weren't pretenders, I still think we would have smacked them in the mouth and won that game.
0: I think we would have, to. I think the yeah. atmosphere that night, which it was pretty cool. You were there, Jeremy. I mean, we, John, you went over to Hardywood. Callie, I'm assuming you were at home, right, with me? Yeah. We were at home. Mm-hmm. That atmosphere that night, I felt like after all the shit that had happened the previous you know, 15 months, 6 o'clock in ESPN, and they showed that stadium, that sea of orange, for an instant, you felt like we were getting back to normal. That place rocked. Sam Howell couldn't hear himself. Mac didn't know what to do. And you're right. We came straight out, popped him in the mouth. It should have been uglier. It should have been a lot uglier than 17-10. But we'll we'll digress about that. But like like we all (laughs) said, we had these eight, nine win expectations and then it's not getting there. And it's not getting there. At what point in the season was y'all's breaking point? And I know most of us had breaking points last year in 2020. Talk to me after Liberty when I was about six sheets to the wind in this room, Tom. Brian. F him. I'm done. It's over. But what was yours this year? What was the one where you like? Okay, that's it. Uh, Jeremy, you lead on this one.
3: Pitt, just like it was last year. Last year, I got shit-faced drunk at Frankentina's, and I talked to – it was Andrew Alex and uh, Nathan Brennan, a bunch of their friends – who were still in school at VT and I'm drunk and I, I will not let them leave because I'm telling them the importance of donating and getting involved. And like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear Andrew tell the story because they're like, and then there's drunk ass Jeremy, like screaming at these college kids that they got to donate more money and they're broke <laughs> as fuck. They're,
1: they're, they're yeah. probably there drinking on somebody else's dime and you're telling them they got to donate to the program.
3: <laughs> I know exactly. I, I was shit face but it was the same as this year as the pit game and my issue was it, you came out and we talked about that unc game that unc game it was a religious experience we're coming back and that was our first game back from covid and for me being in healthcare for the last two years that was a big fucking deal to me and so i'm back we did i cried like five times that game it was insane like it was it meant a lot to me and emily was just like okay like yeah, you're, you're doing good. Even Emily, like, got involved, and she, like – it was just – it felt like the old days again. It felt right, and we were finally fucking back. And then we looked good for a while, and then the wheels started coming off. And it's – I don't – I don't blame our guys. I, our guys, they – I mean, they played hard. They, they're great. We have a lot of talent on the team, but we had issues with depth. We had issues with scheme. We had a lot of issues, and it really started showing its head – I really feel like we we had a lot shown on us that pit game because that was the only game it felt like we were straight up outplayed.
0: Yep. What about you, Talon? You on you on the same wavelength or was it before or after?
2: Nah, man. It was for me, honestly, it was like I hate to say it was, it was middle Tennessee, oh, but shit. Yeah. if we want to say like a breaking point, <clears throat> breaking point, it was it was it was West Virginia. Okay. Because Going in, and I can say, you know, the segue into it, like the Middle Tennessee game, it was a team that we should have dominated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We beat them, what was it, 35 to 10, 30 by 14, something like that. You got to have somebody go for 150 yards, some kind of – we needed something like that. So going into that West Virginia game, I was already kind of teetering on that edge. And then to lose a game like that and to put up a showing like that against – them motherfuckers, like, I was, I was fucked up and I was done. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I've been to West Virginia one time and you got it. Like, I tell people all the time, like, I'm from Alabama. I've seen a lot of fucked up shit. West Virginia is a fucked up place. Like, Princeton, West Virginia, I was nervous. I'm 6'2, 370 pounds. Like, it ain't much to scare me when it comes to, like, people looking at you. Yeah. West Virginia, they got some crazy looking motherfuckers around them, man. I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? I got my Virginia Tech shit on. Um, it was when we played I think it was when we played Duke uh two years ago. I came up to go to the Duke game, the game that we got embarrassed in. And uh I was going to stay with my boy uh Big Drink. Um, and we his his in-laws live in West Virginia or lived in West Virginia at that time. So uh, long story short, man, like being in West Virginia and kind of seeing that area, you know, it ain't that I like hate the people, but they just some ugly motherfuckers <laughs> and I don't like them. You know what I'm saying? Lord, yeah. And uh, when we lost that game, because I was talking shit before the game, I talked shit before every game, but once we lost that game, the way we lost it, it was like the rest of the season, I was like, man, I don't have no confidence. <clears throat> don't have no confidence in nothing. You know what I mean. So that was yeah. my breaking point for this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, that game pissed me off for two reasons. It pissed me off that we came out as flat as we did and played so awful, and then they let us back in, and then we can't close the damn deal like that. Yeah. It, it pissed me off twice for two different reasons.
0: And can I say it's and it, it was the whole tenure of the previous regime, right? You, they should have been so fucking up for that game. It should yeah. have been talked the importance of that fucking rivalry. You clearly show. It clearly mm-hmm. showed they weren't. To back to the middle Tennessee State game. Same thing. Remember those games, especially again, we're going back to the same era, like 04. I can remember going and watch Florida AM play, and Tech was up like 38 nothing before halftime. It was over. It was over before the end of the quarter. You just squish right. them and you move on. Right. I, I, but I'm still at the pit game. I'm with Jeremy. I'm, on, I'm at the pit game because the pit game, all right, we're three and two, right? We're still in the ACC race, everything's still in front of us.
1: We, we controlled out. our
0: own destiny at that we point. We controlled our own destiny. The crowd was lit. It was a 3-30 game. And we come out and just look dreadful. And, and, and again, the defense, to hold that offense to 28 points, they played their nuts off that game. And the offense literally just was like – had a stone in its mouth walking around like a baby. Like, what are we supposed to do? And mm-hmm. it was –
1: They had no counter – pit pit. Punches in the dick, and they had zero counter punch. <laughs> yep, on offense, they, they they did not know what I else still,
2: to do. I still have not watched the pit game. No. I watched highlights of it. No. My my boy was getting married that game, that game, and my son had a tournament. So I was back and forth between about an hour distance driving, uh, hour to my son's game, hour to the wedding, back to my son's game, back home, and um, you know I didn't I didn't get to watch any other game. And um, somebody was telling me, like, man, the defense played good. I said, we got the shit beat out of us. Like, how did the defense play good? So, then I looked at a little bit of the highlights. I was like, damn, okay, we was still in it, you know, at this time. And, you know, it looks like the crowd was hype. But by the end, you know, like, I I don't miss a Virginia Tech game. No matter what, I'm going to have it on my phone or something. But I was checked out. So, you you know, I was already done. It was you. Yeah, Yeah, I was (laughs) hanging out. I was ready to get this shit over with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tally was, yeah, t- like t- was, like was done in Middle it.
1: Tennessee. He He's like, yeah, I, I
0: ain't gonna grind my way it? at this wedding. We just need to go ahead and lose. was well, fucking in Middle run.
3: Tennessee. You know. Like what? Mitchell went down, and Mitchell would have been like the deciding factor in a lot of those games, especially West Virginia, when we couldn't score inside the fucking ten. That was Mitchell would have been yeah. useful.
0: <laughs> Fuck, we lost to Middle
3: <laughs> Fucking Tennessee.
0: No, no, he, he he no, he played Middle Tennessee. He got hurt at West Virginia. He got wet. No, no, got, no. Yes, he did. He got hurt uh, at the West Virginia game. Did he? He got hurt. Uh-uh, he got hurt. I, got uh,
2: hurt it the, the I thought
0: it
2: was the end of, of Middle Tennessee. On a jet I was there. Yep. He got hurt. He got hurt in the Middle Tennessee game. That was another reason why I was, it was kind of a, like I said, a buzzkill. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. He didn't play in the West Virginia game at all.
1: Shout out. Yeah. They lied
2: to us all week. Oh yeah. They told us, <laughs> you know, hey, he may be all right. You know, but was it? it came was out what, day. like
1: Thursday that he was he was done. Yeah. <laughs> they said M- Monday was like, yeah, he's day to day. Then Thursday, yeah, he's done. Yeah, what? Come on. Why did we have that information on Monday? I don't think I there's mean, any they, new information that we
0: because he was dealing with liars. Yeah. we had to keep it secret. Y'all are probably right. I don't remember. Probably was in a stupor. All right, All right. so. I'm gonna throw some at y'all. And I told you I was gonna throw it at you, uh, Jeremy. You said it earlier. We thought nine and three. We lost three games by literally last plays of the game: West Virginia, Notre Dame, and Syracuse. Yep, flip flop those games. We're nine and three. What happens? Heesh,
3: that's hard yeah. to say. Um, we, we, we don't I think win we those made those the games. right call. Um, honestly, if we were nine and three, I think Witt would have let it go another year. Just because, I mean, we got really lucky getting pra, Uh but this could have turned out really bad for us in the coaching market because it's fucking crazy this year. And we're really, really fortunate that the portal is so fucking open, especially with so many people leaving. Yep. And this, this year will be looked back. It is <clears throat> unprecedented, the amount of turnover. Brian Kelly went, left fucking Notre Dame to go to LSU. That's the most insane shit I've ever heard in my life. What else yeah. can happen this <laughs> fucking year? Bronco it, it, just it, up and retired. He's like, no, he's
1: like nah, he's I'm good. I got, he pulled his Urban Meyer move, man. Yeah, it's just like,
3: <laughs> what do you do there?
0: So, what do you think? What do you think happens nine and three? Hey, what happens nine and three? We beat UVA nine with nine three, and three. We're, we're going to Orlando. For for Georgia, one or more year. That I. That's Two what years. I think
3: would have happened.
0: One more year. You think the same? One more or you year, or what year? You What's that? I was saying, Tally, what does he think?
2: Nine and three. Man, I mean, if you flip flop them games, you know we lost to West Virginia. If we want, you said if we flip flop that Notre Dame Dame and Syracuse game, yeah, Yeah.
0: all under one, all less than five point losses.
2: Yeah, so Syracuse came after Pitt, so I don't even want to get to the Syracuse game. Okay, but Syracuse came after Pitt, so if we go into the Pitt game undefeated, and Pitt comes in. How they came in, does you know game day come to Blacksburg? Oh, you know, does, does game day come there? Do we have that? I mean, I don't know, but even if that happens and then we lose the pit in the same fashion and then we beat Syracuse, you know, like that's a I'm jacking off on camera. If that would have happened, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what would have happened, first of all. <laughs> But
3: well, make
2: an edit. I don't even know what's going. I don't even know if we're going to make it to the end of the season. If we go into the pit game and we undefeated, that means we beat Notre Dame. No, like all of the shit would have went right. Exactly. You know. So I, honestly, I don't even know what what I, how I would have felt. I don't know what they would have kept Fuente. You know what I mean? I guess he would have earned it if if we win those games. Ish. But <laughs> it, right, you know. But I, I don't know. I don't even know how I would feel because. I'm to the point right now where you're just so numb to shit. You know what I mean? Like you're used to losing those close games. Who didn't think anybody on this call, anybody who listened to the podcast, who didn't think any of these games that we played in was going to end the way they did? It's like watching the Notre Dame game. We're up. you up. I went to the Georgia Tech game, and we're up by 10, 13 points, and you're looking like, I didn't see this shit before. This ain't safe. Like you you get an odd number of points, and that shit is nerve wracking. You know what I'm saying? Your balls is in your stomach. You know you you don't know what to do. Your asshole's tight because you know we are gonna lose it. And uh, if we end up pulling those games out, it's like have we turned the corner now? So I wouldn't even. I can't even answer your question. I don't know how I would. You don't even feel. Yeah,
1: you don't. That's kind of how I was feel. I was like. I mean, obviously, it's it's a it's a record where it's a hard choice to make if you're wit. It's, it's 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 hard to fire a guy that just comes off nine and three. But I don't know if I necessarily feel better about the program at nine and three if we would have won those games the way we wanted. Um, so I'm, you
3: know, exactly in short, exactly I'm. What you do it's the same thing we do every fucking year. We would have talked ourselves into it because we would have been nine and three. We would have had eight. a top 25 yep. recruiting class, and we would have been yep. like, this is it. This is a, We're on the <laughs> drive back. We're, we would have done that. You know we would have. We do the that. Is, yeah. yeah,
2: and then the thing is, like, if you really, really get into the question, if we go not, if we get to that point, you know what I'm saying, do we go – do we get to the ACC championship? Yeah. I mean, you get to the ACC championship this year if we – you know, something happens and it's different. and we get to the ACC championship and we play Wake – Yeah. I mean, wake is weight. It probably
1: would have came down to the tiebreaker after, since we lost, would have still lost the pit in the hypothetical there, so they, right. they would have still took it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, and we probably still, you know, n- knowing our our ass, here, we, we play that we get a nine and three record, and then we get blown out in the damn bowl game and look like ass, and you know we feel like we we took two steps forward and one step back. Right. Fire everybody again. I
3: talked to some of the bigger donors, and it was that a lot of them would have been okay because a lot of them are old enough to remember whenever, like, people wanted to let go of Beamer around this time. And mm-hmm. they, they were kind of conditioned to that, and they saw a recruiting class. If we would have went 9-3 and, and went to the ACC championship game, Foo would have had another year.
0: Yeah, he would have yeah. another year. Yeah. All
1: right. That'd so, been, that would have been a real hard ass. I'm with you. Uh, it, yeah. You, you have to have a, a steel set of balls to fire Coach 9-3 and three, uh, uh, with a team that had won an ACC title
0: since 2010. Yeah. Right. And you know, only played in like two games or two ACC championships, and then But obviously, it didn't happen and we moved on. And I think we're, we're all happy. I think we already seen, I think today was that big like, yep, yep, <laughs> day, yeah, yeah, there you go. But today, it, it, free it last. Sh- <laughs> we we saw, sh- we've seen Brent Price Presser. We saw today. And I think we all are happy because I think maybe we're going to get the access we as fans want, like. Nothing needs to be closed doors. People – all these people know what the hell's going on. And that's one reason I'm happy because I do think probably coming up from Penn State, knowing his background, I think we're going to see a lot. Oh, yeah.
3: Yep. We're definitely yep. going to see him.
0: He's out and about.
2: Yep. Has he well, him? the thing is, I never understood it coming from, like, you know, I always look at what other people do and try to equate it to what I do. So I sell cars for a living. You know, and I've been in management, and I've been in finance, and I've been all over the dealership. None of this shit makes sense to a customer unless you can show it to them. Yep. Like somebody will tell me, "Hey, I want a car, but I don't want to pay this for it until they see it." <laughs> you open the door, you put your, their ass in the seat, and everything changes. I want a three hundred dollar payment. You put them in the in the seat of a truck or a Tesla, <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're walking out with a thousand dollar payment. You know, like I've seen it happen. How many hey, 350. That's the most I'm paying. And then, boom, they find the right truck, car for them, yep. leave out. The payment's 900 bucks. You know, the thing is, is you close off access to a fan, but you ask them to donate, but you don't show, show them shit. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense to me. I don't understand how that works. And, you know, even with the little shit that prize done, like I said, I know we we'll probably get into it a little later. The shit that they've done since they've been in, showing pictures on, on, on Twitter tweeting with fans, taking pictures with fans, shit like that, already talking about a spring game. Like, you close this shit off, you're closing money not only for the program, but Jeremy owns, you know, Main Street Pharmacy. When you got people coming into town, they're going to want to go see him. They know him from Twitter. They're going to want to go spend money with him. But if you cutting off people coming in, being able to do that, it don't matter if it's one day for you. That's one day of business that people could get. I never understood that. So yeah. once that shit happened, like when I start seeing them do shit like that, I'm like the business plan to like fuck football. The business plan don't make sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's crazy. I feel like prize at least saying the right thing so far, listening to what he's saying, the business aspect of what they're trying to do makes sense. Yeah, People's going to open up their wallets and in their, in their pocketbooks you know, pull money from out of their titties, wherever they get it from, to donate a little bit more.
1: Well, it, it seems like they're actually selling a product yeah. now. Like, it, before yeah. it's like, yeah. well, you know, you'll see it in the fall. Now it's like, all right, well, yeah. this is your program year-round. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're about. And here here you are. It's not just what what shows up on ESPN on Saturday or what shows up on uh, the ACC network uh, for the folks that get it at least – Finally, the uh, the Comcast folks will finally get that shit in a couple weeks here. Exactly. But Exactly. A little too I late mean, I
3: dropped Comcast over that bullshit.
0: Yeah, well, I, I haven't. I cut the cord a while back. So. Me too. Saving a ton of money. I- Fuck this. Tons of money, tons of sports. I got like 15 TVs I can put on anytime. Um, time. But, but I like the way you made that point, Tally, especially like Jeremy. Even if you don't know Jeremy on Twitter, and I'm sewing back. I go back to myself at 22 if I was downtown I'm getting hammered. Like, Okay, I'm gonna have a hangover tomorrow. Oh, it's a pharmacy right here. Let me stumble in here and get some Advil so I don't have it as bad. But it makes sense. They look like they have a plan together. Where the other one, where Brian makes the point, it's it. We have we have spring season and we have fall. We have nothing in between. And we know fans aren't like that. We want to know constantly what's going on, updates and stuff like that. Yes, so and have- I
3: think that's where the breakdown happens. And. Pry is doing a great job. He's getting out in the community and he's doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. You would see Foo out and about. Like he would go and he'd get his haircut at like Brownstone uh, Barber Shop, which is a few doors down from me. Like you would see him out and about. Like I've got like a signed thing from Foo thanking me for like taking care of a bunch of people in the athletic department. Like he, he did do stuff. It's just they – it's like they didn't get social media and what they were supposed to be doing pry gets it and Pry's also out there a lot more. I mean, I fucking made him his first day here and he sent me a signed
0: football dropped Damn. in today, Like he just, he gets it. Damn, You know, that's, that's, that's awesome. Jeremy. Wow. All right. So let me ask this because we're going to get to pry in a second. And I got to know me and Brian, we, we threw ours out there. Y'all heard our list, of, uh, you know, about a month ago, Jeremy, who are your top three before we hired pry? Who are the three names on your list?
3: Oh God. What was it? Um, <laughs> uh, I was full on the boat. Uh, God, what what was I saying? Also, Chadwell. <laughs> um, you were saying no, it wasn't fucking you. Chadwell or Hillary. It wasn't <laughs> fucking them. No, it was, I wanted fucking.
1: We um, are on, we're on the Huff train?
3: Huff, Huff, Huff. I wanted Huff, I wanted Huff but Huff was my second. Uh, and before Huff, I really Napier. wanted – Well, I didn't think Venables was ever on the table, ever, at any point. I'm actually surprised he left. Um It was He sees see the chip. Yes. <laughs> I really wanted Huff. Pry was brought up a little bit, but I didn't really pay attention to it because I didn't hear anyone really talking about it. And now we know why, because Witt is fucking Witt, and he's good at what he does. But I wanted Huff, Huff a lot. If Huff through, I was actually semi okay with Tony Elliott, even though this was not a great year for him. But you all knew I was on the Tony Pony last year.
2: Yes, we so
3: did. I would have been okay with that. I would have really liked Venables. Uh...
2: Jeremy, that said three.
3: <laughs> no, three. I'm trying to work. The, who was my number one? I can't even remember at this point. Was,
1: was Freeman in there? Did you have Freeman in there?
3: Freeman? I had Freeman in there, but he wasn't my top choice. Okay. All right. I like a lot. He was definitely right. in the top three. Who was it before Huff, though? Was it Napier? Oh, I'm Napier. See, I've, I've already forgot about him. He came after the Florida
1: press conference. You're like, all right, I can't. <laughs> nah, I'm nah, going to race that. i I told y'all. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: trying to tell you. Remember.
3: He came out and he was just like, oh, well, we'll do that. Don't worry about the stars and all this fucking bullshit. It's just like, Fuck off! Fuck
1: he was saying the wrong things, and he was doing it low energy. It was it was such a weird yeah. presser.
0: What who are some of your guys that you like?
2: Me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, freeze was my number one. You know, I was throwing some wild shit out. I was like, freeze, give me Lane Kiffin, freeze, Kiffin, uh, Tony Elliott, Huff. But it probably, in you know, in the top three would be Freeze, then Huff, then uh, probably Elliott after that would be my three. Okay. He didn't but, want Napier? Uh, fuck no. I told y'all. I said, <laughs> listen, y'all keep telling me that Napier should be here. Napier, he his attitude and how he moved and just things i seen reminded me too much of Fuente. Okay. You know, and no disrespect to that man, you know. He had a job to do. He came and did it. He just didn't do it how I like to do it. So you can get the fuck on. And I didn't want to bring another motherfucker in to act like him. That's what Napier seemed like to me. That was just me. Yeah. I'm just a fan. Yeah, no, no. But now that we now that we seen him have a presser, because I didn't I didn't look at no shit from Billy Napier for real until you know people started saying, Oh, we may have a chance. And I was looking at his record, and then I was looking at this, and I was arguing with people about why I didn't think he would be good. And they was like, oh, no, this is a good idea. Then he drops that presser. And I'm like, okay, see, I knew I got a bad vibe off that.
0: <laughs> you off knew what Tally telly said. Told <laughs> you so. Told like, you so. I need to ask look at him. I don't know if y'all, the, the Sunday after UVA game, if y'all didn't listen to the episode, I was a nervous bleeping wreck because I wanted the coach named ASAP. Like, I need a coach. I need to know yeah. now. We all we all yeah. we all like me on nerves, pins and needles, or Brian was like, it's okay, it's gotta play out. And I'm like, no, Brian, we're gonna get screwed. We're gonna wind up with Chadwell or somebody like that as our next coach, and we're gonna be like, This sucks.
3: You know we're you all know all what? Like the, kids and needles. We've talked about it that entire time.
2: Yeah, we were we a fucking
3: up. wreck for weeks. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, it was terrible. Oh my yeah, god. Was. I was ready to have like a fucking it, nervous breakdown. Huh. exactly
2: what he said. And then the longer it went on, people started getting more wild and wild, and they was like, oh, J.C. should be the head coach. And I'm I like, know. You know, no disrespect to J.C., but I was like, hey, y'all getting a little bit too wild. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just <laughs> shit. you all just I, throwing you know,
1: names now. You're just throwing names you bro, like.
2: We <laughs> throwing some stupid-ass shit out. So I know. know. at One point we were making a joke. I am like, you know,
1: Brian, just throw your name in there. You, you might get that joke.
2: <laughs> Brian, you got it. Man, I'm- Y'all know when that man? I was seeing some shit on Twitter and on the boards and shit, and I was like, "Oh my God, we gotta, we gotta do something!" Like I'm getting, I was getting nervous. I was with you, Curtis. I was sure. fucked up. Thank y'all. Thank I, I, I was playing, waiting. I figured Went had something already
1: in the works, and we were just kind of waiting for the right time. So I didn't think we were screwed. I just didn't know if I was gonna like what the name was. So th- <laughs> right. that was my
0: concern. What we would like is it wasn't gonna be Justin for Winter. That was the only thing we were gonna like. It won't go be for anymore. Then the pry announcement comes through. With sneaky ass, drops it at seven forty five a.m. for all of us, and we all go crazy. We, I knew who he was. Brian knew he was. We'd mentioned him on the pod as a dark
2: horse. Did y'all know who he was? Like y'all heard? That. I didn't know who the yeah. fuck that man was. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard the name. Well, I ain't gonna lie, I had yeah, heard the I name.
3: Didn't. Go ahead.
2: Al. Go ahead. I. Because I listen to y'all, you know what I'm saying. Like I listen to y'all and talk to y'all. That's the only reason. But you know, we got so much shit. Which you know, I don't know. The listeners don't know how much we communicate and stuff. But we have so much wild shit going on. It's true. In our group, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's you got to filter. Sometimes, you got to filter it sometimes. You can't take some <laughs> of stuff. You no, know, you can't take some of it. You know, literally, like it's. So when I seen the name, I I seen it before, but I ain't do no research. I didn't know who he was. I had never. Paid attention to Brent Pry before it was like, Okay, Brent Pry is our coach. And then I went, Brian, what the fuck do I need to know? Should I be happy or safe? Then this motherfucker starts hitting me with all kind of crazy shit. But look at this stat. And he did this and he did this and his dick is big. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. the
3: worst two threads ever.
2: Bro, listen, man, hokey Twitter is wild. Yeah. You know what I'm telling you? Y'all got to get y'all people under control up there, man. Y'all, y'all be acting like I be the one. No, Twitter is wild place, man. It is. Just, Although we did find out today that FSU d- has has their own little uh, oh, little
1: man. lineup of characters too. I
0: think they make us look Yeah. <laughs> oh, FSU was a
3: clusterfuck. Dave. Oh my god, they make us yeah, feel better up. about our fan base. Our
2: <laughs> fan yeah, up. K- That's Kieran went in, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he, went, he went hard. I wonder why they cut him off. I wanted the hand. Yeah, oh, I don't I, what was he no, about to say? I, <laughs> no, that would have went. He was about to blaspheme real, the uh real. the name of Deion Sanders, I think. Probably. <laughs> somebody said a, somebody said a hard ER was coming in there. Somewhere. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Ooh. Get that on right, so, fast? So, so Jeremy, obviously you, you kinda of got an idea who he was. But I know Tal, you just mentioned you went to Brian, Brian fed you some info. What about you? When you kind of started knowing, okay, who he is. What he is? What'd you think of him, Jeremy?
3: Well, the first thing that I looked at was what Penn State fans thought, and they were all distraught. <laughs> <laughs> were distraught, like I, we'd heard his name thrown around a little bit, but you all know how this fucking goes with yeah. everything. We've been through this; like yeah. we know how this goes, where we're so fucking sure, and we're hearing from all of our people, and everyone's hearing from their people, and we're all sitting around circle jerking each other about what we're going to do. Y'all know how it is. So it it was hard to tell and then it dropped and I was like, "Okay." And then I started looking into it and I did not realize what a great damn hire this was. This was a full-on went under the radar hire during a year where actually getting like a big splash hire would probably not have been our best bet because we would have ended up hiring like a big flashy name if we really wanted to and splurged on someone instead of actually going with a really good coach who comes from a really good program with actual experience in programs that know what they're doing on the P5 level while also – expanding what we're going to do with our staff, with our support positions, with our actual coaching staff. This was a great hire in every single way. Tally, what do you think? What was your first thoughts?
2: After the hire?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, after the hire. Yeah, so, um, again, kind of starting, you know, after I got a little bit of information, because at first I was like, we fucked up again. You know what I mean? Like we got somebody that don't nobody know it's going to be some bullshit. And then after I did a little bit of talking and listening and shit like that, like pretty much what Jeremy said, you know, you looked into the roots of who the guy is and you know, what, where he came from, how long he's been doing it, the experience that he has, uh, the connections that he has, um, This is before I I feel like we'll get into, you know, what happens when we actually hear him talk. Just looking at him on paper, I was like, okay. You know, then the next thing you want to know is who he's bringing with him and how much money did we spend on him. You know what I mean? Yep. No, just the initial shock of not knowing really much about him, but doing a little bit of research, I was like, yeah, it's a good hire. You know, I I still reserved saying it was a a B-plus hire. In my opinion, that's what I thought it was when we first – Took a look at it, you know, it's changed a little bit now, but I thought it was a B plus hire. Yep.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. The where, the thing I saw, I'll, I'll I'll let you I'll let you finish, Curtis.
0: What, what do you got? That's where we were. We were like at a B plus. It was good. It was established guy. He'd been coaching twenty plus years. He'd been at a big program. He'd recruited the shit out of the State of Virginia. But it was one of those things too, and the reason he had on our kind of our dark horse is we look back and he had that time at Virginia Tech in the nineties. He had a time during the foundation. And something that should have set me off, I got a buddy message me, said, this is going to be a John Baylon hire. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought he'd have his hands in it. Literally, this is a John Baylon hire, right? If I'm pronouncing his name wrong, I'm sorry. But think about that. A guy who was here at the beginning of the run in the 90s and a kid who was here, his first big-time gig in the 90s here. 25 years later, he shows back up.
1: Yeah, the, the thing for me that I, I kind of noticed after the hire, and like I liked it initially. I wasn't like, again, it, it, it wasn't that flashy hire, but I like the fit. I like it from a culture standpoint. But like you were talking about, Jeremy, it's rare that when you look at media types talking about a hire, look at coaches talking about a hire, look at fans talking about a hire, and look at fans from the team that he's leaving talking about a hire, and it's pretty much a damn consensus that it's a home run. You don't see that shit often. Now, Us- usually, some corner of those four are going to be bitching, and- bitching, and complaining about something. And I mean, fans like, are know, idiots anyway. A- <laughs> yeah, but but usually you don't have the consensus of the fan base. He's leaving the media and you know coaches and former players just raving about a hire. Like it's, nah. you-,
3: you don't usually get that type of consensus. Nah. True and. This has been really good, and uh, Pry has went out there and Pry's done his work. Like, the man is hokey to the bone, and man, it really flipped around. Like, uh, we went from a lot of people being like, hmm, all it took was a little digging, even even from our fan base, which a lot of times is really questionable. Even the people on the Facebook groups, which, good Lord in heaven, that is <laughs> – Wow.
1: Facebook is a shit,
3: Those people. <laughs> Wow.
1: Shout out to anyone listening on Facebook. We, we appreciate got to fuck you. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> yeah. but but the you? groups there are a clown show. Yeah, <laughs> it's a
0: clown show. Right, so if you no, had, had have no
3: clue what they're talking about, it's it's like watching toddlers explain how rockets work. They're, they're so <laughs> fucking stupid. But, Listen, oh I think what I even they are pretty happy about it. He's got all the roots, he's got everything else. I couldn't be happier about it. Like we'll see how it all plays out in the long end, of course, but it's it's nice to have someone who gets our culture and not to beat the uh B. hill drum too much. Uh he always did have a point about culture. He really did. I don't know, quite agree <laughs> with him be on here. recruiting and, I don't know and be there, here, man.
2: But, We've been preaching it. Yeah. Stars don't matter. Culture
3: has a lot to do with it. There's <laughs> a reason we've embraced it so much and that plays into it. The little things do play into it. More donation dollars, more support for the coach, more support for the program. That plays into everything, not just for the program itself, but also for the community. It means a lot to us. So having someone that gets it and really gets out there and does that—that is next level. That's that's something that means a lot, and I I'm glad that Pride gets it.
0: Yep. We so we feel like he gets it, and you know you talked about he went to the basketball games. He hit the ground recruiting pretty hard. I mean he kept this class pretty well intact, and we'll hit that in a little while here. But when you he just <laughs> heard that open impressor, he's got a little of the it's it's a Virginia draw. I don't I don't there's gonna be arguments about it. It's a Virginia draw.
1: It's, it's a Virginia draw with that
0: like Pennsylvania accent behind it. But, but when you heard him talk, and I think that was what, like, popped it, like, okay, he gets it. He he talked about being here. And the point Brian made when we first, he got hired, Frank Beamer and Bud didn't have to be there, right? They had to be there for Fuente. They had to. Bud was staying on staff, and Frank was stepping down. They didn't have to come to this one, did they? They didn't have to what now? They didn't have to come to that press conference. No. Did they? But they did. Not at all. And they came. No, they
3: they went. Uh, they knew him. They, they also. We know what we're doing. And we know that if we are going to uh, bring our guy out, if we have Frank and Bud behind him, it's going to look really goddamn good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're not shit.
3: dumb. We know what we're doing.
2: <laughs> right. That's kind of how I was looking at it, too. Because I was like, pretty much, you know, if they hired somebody because. You know, Frank's got a lot of go- lot going on with Shane being in South Carolina. Got a million places he could be. You know, if it wasn't something that he really wanted to be a part of, because you could see which we needed to kind of get away from Beamer a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because we see them, Fuente's first year, every game they talked about Frank more than they did Fuente. But if it would have been somebody who they didn't fuck with at all, yeah, I don't feel like they would have been there. So when you seen the emotion is the main thing to me, like during that press conference, there was some emotion from prior. It was some emotion from the guys in the, in the audience. You know what I'm saying? Frank, bud JC, it, it did make a difference. You know what I'm saying? He was like, okay, like that's when I really was like, even after the initial hire, even after seeing, you know, them talk about the, him coming in on the plane and shit like that. Like the presser, when he started talking, Like, he was like, okay, this dude might be the real deal. You know, some of these motherfuckers who've been feeding me this bullshit may not be so full of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not all lies.
1: It's not all all lies.
2: lies. But he did
0: me with the academic support staff, y'all.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: (laughs) Yes, he will, like.
1: It's still the wildest exchange I've ever seen. As
3: many people as possible. (laughs) Like, I got to meet him the first day, but that's only because I just happened to catch him while he was at dinner, like, meeting literally everyone at the university club. Like, people are just. it was about.
1: funny that they, they they were so hung up on like well he saw the spirit squad yeah because they showed up at the fucking airplane he drove to the fucking <laughs> he didn't right. specifically go and show up and say hello to them they were already there
3: man I've, I've right. been at that airport a lot going up in the ESPN Blacksburg chopper too like it's <laughs> it's hard to get in try to get the neat and lob in get on the chopper
0: <laughs> oh jeezy oh God so. Every are we all? We all feel good about him. We all feel like I think he not only understands the recruiting game, he understands I think he understands X's and O's. I think he understands the value of the community, the fan base. He understands social media. He's not, you know, he's not crazy on it like Derek Jones is. We'll talk about him later, but he, he knows when to Just do later. it. And, and if, if nothing else, as you, as you read that open impressor. And, like, the second paragraph, J.C. Price is going to be retained as associate head coach and D-line coach. I, I, like, you knew kind of right then, like, oh, he ain't a dumbass. He knows what he's doing. And then you look back further. Well, shit, he coached the guy. And then the Bourbon Street story, which i would like, Jeremy, you're going to help us get a, a – Something with Pry and JC one night with all four of us, and we can be like, "So, what did happen on Bourbon Street in 1995?" Yeah, we we want to know
2: what, what the hookers was hitting on. We want to know I mean, what the hookers was hitting on. Jeez, we want to hear about. You he said it. what
1: happened yeah. is Nolan stays in Nolans.
2: No, we want to hear about that shit. We are our family.
0: It was. I tell it was stories <laughs> all the time. Well, shit, dropping that on the presser, it was just like it were like anybody like our age even younger folks, even older folks. That was so relatable because you know you have people in your life. Mine is right above y'all named Brian Siegel. We have more than a few moments like that in our life that, yeah, we don't talk about them too much. But it's relatable. And then he keeps JC. And then he tells us Pearson's staying. And you sit there and it's like, for us as fans, like I was 12 years old when JC played. Pearson was about the same age. You know those names. And it's like, they're staying. It made you like, again, it goes back to the culture piece. Like, this guy understands the culture piece. He understands you've got to have some hokies. It doesn't have to be a staff full of them, but you've got to have people that can teach that.
3: Yes. Keeping JC, I think, was one of the best moves that we did. Also, um, really throwing JC out there and because the man cares, and you just feel it. After the UVA game, even before that, you could just feel it. I mean, he got up with uh, Dwight. uh, Vic, I got a random call, like, uh, just Saturday morning, and it was Dwight. He was like, Jeremy. (laughs) I was like, hey, what's up, man? I didn't know when Dwight was calling me. Um, He was like, okay, so JC wants to get up with Nikki Giovanni because he saw the post from the pharmacy because he knew I knew Nikki." And I don't know why he didn't just like go through the usual channels through the university to get a hold of her, but he asked why to get a hold of me to get a hold of Nikki to set up like
2: because you're the plug, man. I it up, so, yeah, man, you,
3: look
2: you, at, look you, at you your title team,
1: on this on this uh screen, man, Lord Dr. Lord Lord Jeremy.
2: <laughs> I bought her. Come times. on, bro. <laughs> bro you, hey, that's okay, you a, you a legal. You got the best job out of anybody on here. You're a legal drug dealer. You're <laughs> <laughs> it now. in. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's bad. Man, You're you not. out here supplying the world with good drugs, <laughs> dick pills, and, and and high cholesterol medicine. Dick pills are really, else can you ask really, for?
3: really cheap now. They're like a dollar a pill now.
0: Really? Yeah. It's
3: not bad, yeah. yeah. It went sure. generic, and the generic companies actually competed, and it went way down.
0: Dollar pill.
2: Dollar. Yeah.
0: Dollar pilfer. That's <laughs> eh, not bad. That's um, what I when do, <laughs> go, what? when do
2: you need to get worried after you take it? When do you need to get worried after you take it?
0: Four hours. Four hours? Oh, wow.
3: Yep. If you are hard so, for uh, four hours,
1: yeah, that, that's a problem.
2: <laughs> so, the I'm sales so, in your uh-huh. dick
3: are going to start dying, and it's not going to be fun.
2: You need to go. So if I'm slamming it in the door and it still won't go down, I need to get to the hospital. Yes. Okay. And that has it been. Will,
3: it will become painful. Trust me, you'll want to go to the hospital.
2: Okay. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> what I figured. It'll get really painful. There's a point
1: of diminishing returns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And Eventually, that has been. You're the just punishing yourself. <laughs> and that has been the erectile dysfunction portion of our program sponsored by Main Street Pharmacy. In I got to ask
2: a question Why are we on that. Then we're going to go back. I know we're talking football, but this is, I always wonder if a woman if a woman can take a hard dick for four hours, what's wrong with her? <laughs> it's,
0: it's
3: not wrong. about that. It's about it staying up longer because sometimes it just stays. That's the problem.
2: Four hours though, yes.
1: so you you done, but you ain't done. That's the problem. Yes, <laughs> you're done. <It's laughs>
2: your, hey, right. give me good. Fo, give me four minutes. I'm straight. <laughs> oh, give geez. me four good minutes. I'm up in there. All right, let's go. Let's <laughs> um, keep it going.
0: <laughs> it hasn't been announced yet, but it seems like everything is pointing to yeah. Yeah, let me try to let's try to just, recalibrate.
2: That a drink. there
0: we go. We told Jeremy to do a rim shot at least once. It's going to be more times. Um, right, oh, What right now? <laughs> Not you say you're going to get Jeremy to do a what? Show him what a rim shot is. Jesus Lord. This man's got dirty. I know what a rim shot is. Rim Don't shot. show me what a rim shot is. Oh, never mind. That's a rim job. Yeah, that's close. That's the close. end of
1: fish. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out all of right. control. 57 minutes in
0: is pretty fucking good. Yeah, we're, um, do- we're, doing right. we're doing We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Ron Smith, um... Not officially retained, but everything. Yeah, I need to he's coming back.
2: We gotta know what's going on, Curtis. What's going on with that?
0: We don't know. No one. It's very quiet. He's not saying anything. I mean, he, he he tweeted at some recruits today that committed, but it's it's floated out there. It's very little that's coming on. I mean, y'all know we we run in the same circles. There's not a lot that's really being said about if he's being retained or not. And the more it goes on. You kind of start getting a little worried, right? Like, right. I feel like we need him. I feel like with him and JC, you're holding down Virginia. You've got, you know, Derek Jones probably going to run some North Carolina stuff. You've got um, Bowen, who's announced but not announced, up in Maryland. Quinn's probably going to run some Georgia stuff. And I don't know what the holdup is. You know, I think we all want him, right?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah, I thought I think Devil. Smith was the probably the best pure recruiter on the staff um, mm-hmm. this past cycle. Um, and and I and I don't think that he's at all uh, a liability on the field. I think that's that's sometimes what you get with a with a good recruiter. Sometimes they aren't always as sharp on the X's O's, as sharp in teaching the. The, the position, uh, Trade techniques and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I, you know, he he's one that that can recruit, but he's also not a liability, uh, coaching his position. And I think yeah. that's big. Um, it, it's kind of hard to find guys like that, uh, off the street, especially ones that you've already got a relationship with, especially ones that have already recruited your footprint.
2: Yeah. Yep. So, they said, they said Ryan Smith, wife, fine, too. I mean, no disrespect to Ryan Smith, but <laughs> I know some people that said she work at like a local gym or something. Now maybe she like a personal trainer or something. So Jeremy I'm hurt the have – Hey, I, it wasn't Jeremy this time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> can confirm. He, he might be able to confirm.
1: confirm. Just send Jeremy to every oh, gym yeah, in the, yeah. uh, in the I, Blacksburg
2: area. But I didn't heard. It. Yeah, I heard <laughs> it from some folks. They says they say his wife kind of hot. So well, I mean, if you can keep if you can keep a good coach and a hot wife on on the staff. I don't think nobody got a problem with that. So let's keep let's get Ryan on that, man. Let's figure out what's going let's on. Let's
0: hold on to him one way or the other. All right, well, let's talk about the rest of the staff, of the hires we've seen so far. Um, did y'all have anybody specifically y'all wanted? Like, I'm still on the freaking thing that I I wanted Josh, you know. Gaddis. 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 Get that man back close to home.
2: Gaddis. Gaddis. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking Gattis would have been a you know good hire. Just a when you when you hire somebody like like Brett Pry who who does get it, but it's not really like a splash hire. And then we hear about all this money that we have to kind of go towards support staff. I'm like, okay, we're gonna throw that even if it's not like a national name, it's gonna be like a regional name that everybody knows. You know, that's what I expected to kind of come out of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, not yet. I don't know none of these motherfuckers that they hired. Honestly, I don't I don't know none of them. We didn't either. I ain't I never heard of none of them coaches. We, I had not either. And, and it's, funny. I had
1: heard of Bowen and I had heard of Derrick Jones, but I only heard of them secondhand. Um, I, I had never heard of Chris Marv. Um, <laughs>
2: Sean Quinn. And I and I, and well, I had line, Sean I did, Quinn. I had heard of Chris Marr because he played at Vanderbilt. Like he was a beast when he played at Vanderbilt, so I knew his name from there. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't know where he was coaching it and shit like that. Yeah. Like I didn't know much about his coaching style and all that shit. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was talking about Joe Brady. <laughs> oh shit.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the name. I was like, I was name. like, you know, he's got a he's got a previous relationship with Pry. Um you know, if we drop a bag on that side of the ball, we don't need to drop a bag on the defensive side of the ball just because Pry can kind of work his guy in there as he goes. Maybe we drop one point two or higher on on that side of the yep. ball. Pull in a Joe Brady after that whole Carolina shit went down.
3: Joe Brady, shout out the shout out the Darlex. Joe Brady. <laughs> Joe
0: Brady. I don't even want to talk about that day. Hopes got very high that day. And actually, where is Joe Brady? What's Joe Brady? Has he has he got a is he still on the radar? He, nah, he's still unemployed, Darlax? man.
2: He's still unemployed. Yeah, what? Well, nah, where is Darlatch <laughs> with them lies? Oh, <laughs> where is he? Okay, it? y'all.
0: Okay. alright <laughs> So let's talk about who we got. First of all, I want to hear who wants to. Somebody, give me their first impression of Derek Jones, the cornerback coach. Who?
3: <laughs> Derek Jones is live. That motherfucker. Wow. He talks about cheetah. Motherfucker, I used to call like Four Locos pretty much fermented cheetah blood. He's the embodiment of OG Four Locos. I love this man. I love <laughs> this coach. He's exactly what I want out of coaches. I fucking love him.
0: Bring more of him. What about you, Dallas? Yeah.
2: Man, you know. Keeping it real, like, it'd it be a bit much for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the cheetah shit be a bit much for me. But I like I like what he do. You know what I'm saying? I like him being engaged. I like as soon as he got here, like, he got to work. Yes, he- but it kind of fucked me up because once he got to work like that, I was like, okay, everybody else need to be like this. So you know, Barth kind of came in. And he kind of, you know, he'd been chilling. We ain't seen him like that that much. I'm like, hey man, he set the press, he set the bar high when he came through, cause like, yeah, as soon as his feet hit the ground, this motherfucker was running.
0: It's like, he, so, it's like he got the job, and it's like Blacksburg's a place to be. Coach Prize, where we're at. Let's go,
1: yeah, let's go. I mean, it, 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 hey. he he was literally all gas once he got the job, all gas, and no in breaks.
0: You love a guy you like that. Cuz you, you need energy
3: from guys, cheetah print like sports coats the other right. night.
1: Yeah, he bro- he broke that. I was like, "All right, we, we, we got ourselves a cornerback coach now." Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <By laughs> the way, They don't make a lot of maroon cheetah print things, but you're going to find I someone. you you can get some custom things.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, that th- that's a that's a market segment somebody's got to populate. Yeah. Man,
2: we need it. maroon cheetah print. We need, we it, right need it right now. Right now. But Let's get it, get I like, Jones. It.
0: I mean, he's got the high energy, but he's got your philosophical. You know what? You wake up in the morning. They got plenty of orange cheetah print, Tally.
2: Ooh. Oh yeah, I definitely. You know, I'm all on that. <laughs> if somebody you know.
0: Tally an orange cheetah print shirt, he would wear it to the first game. I'm taking. Print.
2: Hey, if anybody listening got anything orange cheetah print, Simple. Virginia. The three X. I'm putting that shit on. There we go. Jumpsuit, onesie with the ass out. It don't matter. Damn. Right. I'm wearing all up. What some, you got? I going to get my Zubaz pants out. There you go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> get it in.
0: I say, I say this though. Derek Jones is also someone. If you wake up in the morning, you having a struggle day, like you can't find motivation. What is it like? Seven thirty to eight thirty. It's like about an hour of a constant stream of very motivational. Get your mind right quotes. Like you read some of the stuff he says, and I know. The cheetah print and all this stuff is fun loving. You see his high energy, but you read that shit like it seems like he's got the balance of what you need to be a coach. Now, Sean Quinn, a little different. Sean Quinn loves Jesus. I love Jesus. And Quinn's background, though, man, y'all, Talon, you played down at Jacksonville State. You know Savannah State, right? They were mm-hmm. shit. They, mm-hmm. they were literally the worst, one of the worst fucking programs in college football. And that guy Mm -hmm. went there, and he won two years, won eight, what nine and eight games. Yeah, I think I got.
2: And more than that, and more than that, he left. You know what I'm saying? He left there to come here to Virginia Tech to take. We don't even know what he coached. We don't
0: know what he's coaching yet.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like he got to trust somebody in there. He got to trust Pryor or one of the other coaches to be able to pretty much leave where he at as kind of a legend. Cause nobody wasn't doing that shit where he was at. you know what I'm saying? So for him to go there and do that, and then say, "All right, fuck it, I'm gonna go up here and see what I can do." Yep. Hit the ground and, and he and he hit the ground running. You know, like he's he he popped up with his first day of school <laughs> picture with his book bag. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like he a little different than Derrick Jones, but he he did. <laughs> he, he hit the running, so. We we gotta he find him done. a a polo that
1: that that fits his body shape yes.
2: right. Yes. You know, but you know what, man? Like the 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 people that's the happiest right now is the fucking camera crew, the media people. Like I know them motherfuckers is ecstatic. Like
3: shout out uh, me. The,
2: whole <laughs> early, man, the, uh, the whole early man, the whole early signing day crew with now in kind of the war room and stuff. We ain't seen that shit in six years. You know what I'm saying? Like you know them camera guys been itching to just be. Oh yeah, let me get this. Let me get you talking on the phone to a a, a recruit or a commit. We ain't had that. And for a fan, we get excited about shit like that. Yeah. We we, you know we saw, saw the
1: same workout videos and practice videos for six years.
2: Yeah, we tired of that bullshit. Workout Monday, Friday, with Taco <laughs> Tuesday. We don't give a fuck about none of that shit. <laughs> give us some shit with some substance behind it. I love Big Squat Friday as much as everybody,
1: but I mean, at some point, on, give me dog. something
2: different. Give me something different, man. We want to, you know, I don't know what the shit, what they, they was on some we ain't talking much about that old stuff, but they was on some nut shit. They was on some bullshit. I was like, hey, get them motherfuckers up out of here. But now when these coaches come in, you know what I'm saying, they're giving us so much good content yeah. that it's like, for me, it's kind of like you've been captive. You're like, oh, man, they trying to do something to us. You know what I'm saying? they giving us – too nice to us. It's like you trying to hold back. He gonna pull the rug you don't want right? to get too invested. You don't want to get too invested and get hurt. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I – when I met because, like, when i seen the stuff today, because I've always got up for, you know, signing day, early signing day, that's a, a football fan, that's your dream, you know, to be able to kind of, you know, I'm, I'm at work, I think I text Brian earlier, like, hey, I'm getting it in, I got my laptop up, I got my work computer up, I got my phone, and I'm taking a look at all this stuff. But usually, from what we've seen, I mean, you got to, okay, he's in, okay, he's in. Like, even the videos that they shot now, was so much better. is it just me? Am I bullshitting no, no, no. like the video was even so much better just with what we had today than we've had in the last six years? So I'm just hoping that they continue, like, progressing with it. You know, you got to change with the times. You got to change. You're like, that's what kids like. That's what kids want to see. Yeah. I ain't saying that on the field don't matter, but, I, you know, I get into the people with the arguments on that about, jerseys and uniform colors and shit like that like man that shit that's what what's popping is what people want to see you know we we don't want to get yeah, on and and i think the, see the big thing like
1: yeah and, and the thing for me like it seems like there's a plan from that side of things now like the, the staff mm-hmm. is in on the plan they're contributing to the plan um it's not just the the media team saying all right are you willing to do this are you willing to do that it's, it's the staff is saying, hey, we got this going down. Bring some cameras in here. Let's get this thing going. Right.
3: It seems it, it, like it, feel, it not, feels like
1: there's a plan on the coaching staff side that's understanding how to use media to sell the program. I mean, it's exactly. like what Neil was
3: saying. Like, we used to look at this shit from other programs and be like, that's lame as balls. Who the fuck cares? We didn't care. And then we actually started getting it with our program with like the coach reacting to like someone committing. And it's just like, now we're like, oh fuck, there's emotion. This is there's what that feels there. like. Like, and we're eating it up and we're like, let's reflect on a lot <laughs> of things. And a lot of things we've yeah. been doing
0: for think a while. about everything the last six years we've been deprived of from a fan perspective of seeing that. And you talk about Ron. I felt like they just had the the way it looked to me, as many people was in that room today. It, it's like they just brought the social media and that whole staff in and said. Y'all fucking just hang out in here with us. We're gonna be getting calls from these kids. We're gonna be, we're gonna be, you know, getting the faxes. We're gonna be throwing stuff up on the board. We're gonna be chit chatting, and just and catch it's that
3: panic. fucking simple.
0: Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. come in and hang out. Yes, yeah. and yeah.
3: then when something happens, like, I'm, I'm not gonna trash the former staff. I'm not gonna do it.
2: I will. <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: you will. <laughs> but you have we'll to, talk to you next year about that. Good. yeah well i think i think
1: the thing we always talk about we've talked about it a bunch of times on here i know we talk about it when we, we, we chat outside of here like t- taking the layups take the layups they're they're there the just layups. take the That's damn layups
0: sake, take the layups all right let me, let me ask you about this because we're gonna jump to the next guy real quick you say chris Marvel was a beast at Vanderbilt how the hell did Vanderbilt get a beast you explain that to me first <laughs>
2: Man, I don't know. You know, every now and then, like, schools like that will just have somebody who just – I think they had, like, a tight end last year or the year before last. I think his name was – maybe Zach Cunningham or something Cunningham. Like, Vanderbilt, schools like that will just have somebody that just – when you watch them, like, they stand out so much from everybody else on their team because I don't know how they get there. They just got, you know, more talent than everybody around them. And uh, I think Marv, I I have to look it up to see. I think he made like all all SEC team like three years in a row, four years in a row, something like that. Yeah, he was a monster. And another thing, that was around, you know, everybody played uh, NCAA like that was when NCAA was popping. So I was getting, I was, I was, you know, you don't want to take your favorite team every time you do one. So you pick a sorry ass team. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Vanderbilt was one of them. And I think Marv was like, I got to check for sure, but I think he played linebacker. He was maybe like number thirteen or some shit like that. Um, and thirteen was jumping off the film on there, man. Shit, let's get it in. <laughs> baby. National championship every year.
0: That's awesome. That is very awesome to hear. Um, the, the, we haven't got the. We only had one official. Tyler Bowen's name's out there. Not official. He's down at the Jags. Although, after what happened with Urban Meyer today, apparently kicking people. What and, the uh, fuck is going on in Jacksonville,
2: man? Urban on some nutshit, man.
1: God Urban about to so fake a heart he attack again. Heart and attack he,
3: again. Is and he, he is about to do. be a again. So,
0: look, so he's kicking. He's kickers.
3: Dabo is what he is. Dabo who just went up there and went to the NFL and fuck him because he doesn't know what to do whenever he can't buy the right recruits. That's damn. all it is. He's a piece of shit. He cannot compete on a level playing ground. Play fuck Urban Meyer and fuck Dabo and fuck Dabo forever. And everyone out there who is really upset every time I say fuck Dabo because they look St. Dabo. Dabo is using a church to launder money. <laughs> so fuck all y'all who like Dabo. Fuck every one of you. Go to hell. For whatever yeah. fucking place you believe in.
2: Yeah, what did he said. <laughs>
3: Dabo's a piece of shit. I just don't like – He yeah. used the shooting against us to recruit, and I know that. Yeah. And Dabo's a piece of shit, and I will forever say that.
2: I yeah, Dabo wants some nut shit right now. He on there complaining about the – Everything. You know what I'm saying? The transfer portal and shit. Like, everybody ain't got to deal with it. Like, man, you've been, you been riding high for years stealing recruits from other people and getting people to transfer in or whatever they're doing. And then now all of a sudden you like, oh, this shit ain't working because it ain't working for you. No, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah.
3: He's mad that he doesn't have the best way to get money to recruits anymore. That's all he's yeah, mad about. Get now. your ass out but, of here. Yeah,
1: he he, he, he got, got Dion playing uh chess clean. while you still playing checkers. Well,
0: he <laughs> can't recruits anymore. He doesn't he, he doesn't know how to work the portal. He's losing everybody. Everybody. Yeah. No offensive coordinator, no defensive coordinator. The A D left his ass. He's just sitting yeah. there. And regardless of what you say, I don't think Dabo's a good coach. I think Dabo's a lot like Urban Meyer. I think he knew how to get recruits. I think he does know how to motivate. I don't Definitely. think he knows how to coach a the shit. I think he just had the best yep. players. Obviously, you have two basically NFL quarterbacks for the better part of eight years. You should win a lot of fucking games.
2: Yeah. And don't forget he had Taj boy two before that. He's good it at evaluating talent, both staff and players. That's what he's best he at.
3: I will good at the shift of everything. When Taj Boyd came into Blacksburg, I never thought he would perform like he did. That was the shift of everything in the ACC. It was. It was. when Taj Boyd stepped Twenty-two? into Blacksburg.
0: 22 – twenty, no, 2011. 2011 lanes, what, 23-3? We couldn't score a freaking point with Logan against them? And um, – Yep, they just stacked Logan, the box Logan's to gone. take
1: out uh, David Wilson, and then pretty much Logan okay. couldn't get the ball downfield, and they were able to score. Story Man. of that
3: damn year, Logan was Logan did pretty good that year. But <sighs> imagine if we didn't have to burn Tyrod's red
0: shirt. Imagine if we didn't like <laughs> fucking red shirt and put Logan Thomas at tight end. We With still blame an Bol- ECU. Yes, no LSU. You blame LSU and you blame me for that. Trip. You can blame ECU the next year. No, he, he'd already burned it. I mean, Tyrod was going to be the way to win. I always say this, and y'all might get mad and pissed, and Brian, they might tell you, kick me off. Frank was more concerned about winning 10 games than setting himself up for the national title run a few years later. That's because, actually not a bad argument. It, because because if eleven happens and it's it's Tyrod, it's David Wilson, we had a solid O line that year. The defense was better in eleven than it was in ten. Danny Cole, Boykin, put Logan Thomas at court at tight end, that would have they would have they would have wrecked Clemson's ass, probably. It wouldn't yeah. have been twenty three three, it would have been 43-23 tech in both games. Now, add to the
1: fact that you'd have had Logan at tight end in twenty ten as well. God, he was a He's yeah. such a fuck.
0: That dude deserves everything that's ever given to him. I know. Yeah. Everything. They're a monster. He is a monster. And like, like, grinded through changing positions in the NFL. You imagine how much that takes? Like, yeah. I was a quarterback from the time what he was probably in ninth grade until a senior in college. I got drafted. They tried me at quarterback for two years. So, 10 years I was quarterback. And then all of a sudden, like, you might be a tight end. All right, I'll do it, and then
2: not only do it, but do it at a high level. That man. Did he play? Did he play? Did he play tight end in, in high school? Though did he didn't play tight end at he's all. Quarterback at Brookville. Yeah.
0: They, they projected him to tight. They end. They projected
2: him tight end just because of his size. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. Yep. So he played basically ten years of quarterback, flips it, becomes a, essentially a not all pro, a, a Pro Bowl tight end. Screwed his knee up this year, which sucks. All right, yeah. we've already talked about it once. The portal's there. There's going to be guys in and out. Tay Robinson did it to us today. He gutted us. He's going to Kentucky. I'm still trying to figure out why he's going to Kentucky when they run the ball like 78% of the time if he's trying to get in the right. looks. I, I digress. Good luck to him. He's a Hokie. Once a Hokie, always a Hokie. Um, we know we need to get a quarterback. And I'm checking every day in the portal and seeing who's out there. Let me ask y'all. Give me one position, Jeremy. You think we gotta go after in the portal, and then tally you give me one.
3: But it tally or me?
0: Whoever.
1: Jeremy, you lead and let, let, let.
3: Okay. Um first thing we gotta do is we gotta go out and Braxton the issue is right now is I don't know how good he could possibly be. Because Braxton wasn't allowed to. Do anything.
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> I think the problem with Braxton is that there's going to be limitations, even in the best I know, case scenario. I want to
3: take quarterback, but awesome. I'm not going to trash my boy. I'm not going yeah. to trash him. I
1: player. mean, he's he's got arm strength concerns. He's got injury concerns. Those are two things that probably aren't going to change with the new offensive system. Now, yeah. will he that be, be Could problem. he be better in a different offensive system? Absolutely.
3: Concern. Let me give the caveat beforehand. And let me say that's my primary concern is quarterback right now. We need quarterback performance. Can Braxton do that? I don't know. We have to address that. That is the number one. We also have to go down and we have to look at wide receiver. We have to do that. We're losing Trey. And I don't know if y'all know this, but, um, we have someone going to Kentucky now. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, yeah. Jeremy's feeling good over there. Hey, yes, put the he drinks is. down, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, dog. Shit,
2: that shit's starting to get to your head. No. <laughs> Tally, what about No, you? I just don't yeah, want to no. say
3: anything about it because I know these kids. I just don't.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. We ain't going to trash the kids. You no, know, they doing what man. they think they're supposed to do for themselves. It's kind of like we have if you're looking it. at it from a football perspective, it's like, Everybody loves Tyrod, right? But if you look at Tyrod's game, he's injury-prone. That's not trashing Tyrod. That's just what it's been. Every year he has some kind of injury. That's what's happening to Braxton. You can't think about building a season behind Braxton because he's injury-prone. He's had this happen to him every year. So we got to address the quarterback, number one. You know, I feel like quarterback is the main concern for us. And even if Braxton is your number one, who you got behind him? Knox is gone. You got Blumberg. He threw, what, one pass this year? Like five. We can put it. He threw five. He <laughs> like completed one. You know, he ain't, threw, he, he, ain't, yeah, he ain't completing no passes. And then, similar to what Jeremy said, wide receiver. I mean, we we are gutted at those positions. You know what I'm saying? Our roster management and, you know, our, the portal it's took its toll. Yep. We don't have any receivers. And I ain't gonna say we don't have any receivers because a lot of those kids that are there, They're young. I feel like they work hard. We just don't know what they can do. We haven't seen them, and we're not gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of experience. You know, if Caleb Smith is still there, what is he? He looks good in some games, but we're not throwing him the ball. We seen Lofton a little bit. We seen Jones a little bit. Man, we got to get some receivers in there to help him. So, yeah, quarterback and receiver. That's my answer. I'm with he, that.
3: Like, hey, he needs a quarterback that'll throw to him. Is yes. I Fucking Tay. Hey, he's going to go somewhere, but, and then he goes to Kentucky. It's not really about that. What's Kentucky have? They're not going to give him all these like highlights. They're not going to give him all this. I mean, they may have given him a good NIL package, but we could have given him that. I don't know what's going on with a lot of the transfer portals, and you can't get in these yeah. kids' minds. It, yeah, it, I, it, mean, know, it's it's that, I mean, some of it's SEC.
1: I mean, I think hard hard the hard eyes hard. that the SEC brings to your game, regardless yeah. of whether you're getting a bunch of touches, yeah, there's a lot more eyes, both NFL and otherwise, on those SEC games. So that I think that matters. So,
2: yeah. yeah, I don't never really, you know, like I said, it's hard to talk about that stuff without, like, really calling a kid's name and, you know, getting involved in their shit. But it's like when Hazleton was at Virginia Tech, I totally understand why you want to leave, you know, because of the coaches, or you got some shit going on that you don't like, or they're saying that you're a certain type of person. Or I wasn't behind the scenes; I don't know exactly. I just know the stories I hear. But you leave and go to Mizzou, and what do you really do there? Like, yeah, it's so many places. I feel like he could have shined even if it wasn't Virginia Tech. Like just being in the SEC doesn't—that don't get you paid. It's true. You know? It's true. That's just how I feel, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like if Hazleton would have stayed at Virginia Tech, I don't, I don't know what would have happened for him. I, th- I think – You know, even – Go ahead.
0: No, no, I was just going to say, I think it was just the way the coaching staff was. I think yeah. that's, that's one of the bigger pieces is was the former coaching staff. And I think with Tavion now, I think he just – Again, I, I kind of joked he's going to Kentucky where they run the shit out of the ball. But I think one of the other big pieces, though, is – it's that chance to get a clean break, right? Right. Clean break, I can go somewhere else, you know. We don't know everything they need there. So, and in some cases, it's okay. He's probably got his degree. Good for him. That's my big thing. If you jump in the portal, like, after your freshman year, like, you're you're behind yourself because eventually what's going to happen, and we've seen guys to happen to guys, They sit there and they get in the portal. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then nobody comes and calls. And now it's like, you're in the portal now. You can't stay at your school and get your scholarship and finish your degree out. you got to pay for it on your own. you got to find a place you can get into. So I hope you've kept your grades up. Now, the other position, quarterback, obviously, number one. we got to find somebody with some experience, with some plan. I also think defensive line, because you kind of think about this. You got Jordan Williams going, Amari going. You've got, you know, I'm missing somebody. There's two or three more guys going. I feel okay about linebackers. I feel okay about the secondary. I think defensive line this year, where it was a semi strength, if we don't go get a couple guys in the portal, and I know we got, we offered some uh, FCS kid today who's a defensive end. I think that's just as important. Um, Let's let's go what big happened today. National signing day. I'm sure it affected everybody's workflow. Um let me ask this. Feelings on the loss of Ramon Brown and Orgy. Let's start with you, Tally. How you feel about losing those two guys literally the day of and the day before signing day?
2: It's crazy. It's crazy to me. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of I don't know, man. Like losing Orgy, I feel like that was gonna happen anyway. With him being a Texas quarterback, don't have... even if he showed up on campus. Uh that's just me. I didn't feel like he was gonna be there. Ramon kind of hurt a little bit just because, you know, with him being a Virginia kid, there's been so many Virginia running backs that came through that we didn't get, you know, and when we finally had one commit and stay committed that long, it's like, okay, we're moving in the right direction, and then he he flips. You know, that definitely hurt. But what I do respect him for is that he did it yesterday. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do it. He didn't do it on early signing day. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he went ahead and told him. So it was kind of out of there. So kudos to him for that. You know, and it happens. I ain't saying that he would have been any worse of a person if he did flip today. But the fact that he did it yesterday, you know what I'm saying? Kind of gained some cool points for me. You know, sometimes when kids leave and I'd be like, all right, fuck them. You know what I mean? But. You know, I still root for Ramon Brown. He did what he thought he needed to do for himself, and I feel like he kind of did it the right way. So I, I ain't mad at him, but it, it hurt a little bit just with him being a, you know, a high-ranked Virginia running back.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dallas got a good point. Um, we didn't have people tossing our hats in the floor. It was yeah. It happening it's cool. a lot. Today. <laughs> like, that was pretty good. Uh, Ramon, go up and – have fun with fucking Maryland, I guess. <laughs> fucking Maryland. <laughs> you going to go to the thing, then the thing like, eases,
2: Yeah, the thing that eases the eases it a little bit more is that like we got well, number one, Thomas came in last year and did a or this year did a pretty good job. So with him being a freshman, you know, that that helps that we feel like okay, we at least got some kind of future there. Then we got 19 fucking running backs. So if you're going to have somebody flip, you know, yeah, let it sure. be a running back. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, so me you got Malachi,
1: Malachi burned his shirt, but then you got, um, you know, we, got, we have really what, three running backs in the last cycle that. You got Marco
2: Lee still back there. You got uh, Kenji, which I've seen Kenji I play. And the mentality. But
3: their fucking mascot looks like a turtle fucked th- a fucking squirrel. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's fucking Maryland! Go
0: somewhere <laughs> decent, Jesus fucking Christ! Hey, Maryland, God? hey,
2: commits I Maryland, Maryland commits out there. You, Maryland was flipping shit today. Hey,
0: Maryland, Maryland, Maryland flipped
2: like three,
1: four people. stars today, and a then they're going to go six people. and six the next do you think three years.
0: Fucking happen? You they all know go, why, why you that fucking happened? They going like three and nine. My so, did you
2: hear? Did you hear a story? Did y'all hear the story of the kid that flipped from South Carolina to Maryland? Yeah.
0: Oh, the Shane shit, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I tell that though,
2: because some people haven't so, seen that yet. See shit like Shane, that, Shane got I a call
1: right. right after dude committed, and he's like, "Yeah, he's <laughs> planning on flipping to
2: Maryland." <laughs> yeah, he then he kept saying, that's "Yeah, I,
1: you know, South Carolina's home. South Carolina's home." Up to the day before, and then still pull that shit. That, that's wild.
3: Yeah, that, yeah. Now, it was true. all was money,
0: fucking money. Yeah, that's all that was. Yeah, that's what it is. And, and listen. I, I'm still wondering how Mike Loxley has a job, how he got a second head coaching job. The guy is 14 and 49 in his whole career, 14 and 49. That guy could put together yeah. five 10-win seasons and still be under 500 in his coaching career. So yeah. here's what I'm thinking, y'all. Just put your heads together here. He going to get fired in two years. Let's go get him to be our head recruiter. <laughs> about three or four years. My man is recruiting man, guys
1: man. to play for him to go to win
0: four games every year. Exactly.
2: Man recruiting his ass off. We got to give him that. So. Right, let's go get I don't it.
0: Know what it's what money man. Hey, but Mike, bring no your out. Mike, bring
2: your ass on down here.
0: Damn right. Now, <laughs> flip works both ways though, and we stole from the cousins down sixty four today their second-highest commit, and probably one of their better defensive prospects. Um, it kind of softens the blow a little bit, right? Because Brody Meadows, his highlight, people were telling me he's soft, he's soft, he's soft. I saw the kid's highlight tape today when he locked on a defender, and I think that was stuff this year, right, Brian, I was looking at today? Yeah, uh, most does- of the tape I would watched was
1: junior tape. Uh, I hadn't watched any senior tape on him. Um, it's better. Um, it definitely looks like he's yeah, not nasty. Yeah, I, I'm more worried about his bend. Um, he, yeah, I, exactly. I, He's not very flexible. He doesn't look like he's very quick out of his uh out of his stance. So we'll see if that can be improved. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something Curtis.
2: That you had coach, one so. person telling you he was soft. Curtis, you had one that's person. That's true. Out of all your friends, that's nobody true. else.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: Everybody else, everybody else that you know, just said that he's stiff and. You know he's not he's slow, but he he's six seven three hundred and some pounds or three hundred pounds. But now nah, I don't think he's soft. You know, like you said, kind of watching some of his stuff, I don't think that he's soft. I just think that you know he's not very athletic. But he can. He's got stuff that you can't teach. So if he gets with the right coach, I think some good stuff could happen. You can't. Teach and you hey, know. like I told people, hey, as long as we still, if you're gonna, I'd rather take a a no star kid from Virginia and go to fucking Germany and get a player? Why the fuck would you go to Germany to pick up an offensive lineman and you're in Virginia? You know how many white boys this corn fed out there that you can open the door and say, hey, come in here and block and you go to fucking Germany to get a player? What the fuck are we doing? SMY, Fuente,
1: say- Fuente and Corn were playing that 4D chess, man. Yeah, that you know where no one's shit. looking? No one's looking in Germany. We're going to go get a Germany kid. That's where no one's looking we can win that battle hands down. And, I Fucking mean, th- Germany, man. that's another problem. I think you know. I, mean, I know we're, we're trying not to trash the previous staff as much here at this point, but <laughs> I feel like they didn't try to go win battles, man. In in the recruiting, like scared, once like. W- once once a big dog stepped in the ring, it was like,
0: all right, well, we're we'll going on, on to the next. Running.
1: Yeah, he
0: was out of there. That was the stories, right? You'd hear him be like, oh, Clemson – like, look, Sarad Covel was that way, right? That's the stories we heard. Yeah. Like, oh, Clemson started – As soon as so Clemson we- gave them a, him a committable offer, we backed off. No. Yeah.
2: Scared as hell. Like, why – And you- see, that's where you get the mindset of that, you know, we some kind of fucking deaf and blind school. We don't have the money and nobody's We are not guiding that. We can recruit here. players here. Come on, man. You can recruit people. <laughs> You can recruit players. You got to build some relationships. You got to get out here and go to the barbershop and the barbecues and bullshit like that. You got to be able to talk to talk with some of these kids, man. Like you got to be able to go into their houses in these bad neighborhoods and feel at home. That's what it is. Wente was not that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And no disrespect to him. That man, he, he like I said, he 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 had a job to do. He didn't do a fucking good job of it, but um he he just he yeah, like he had a stick in his ass. You know what I'm saying? Like I know if he came to some and I'm not like some you know hard ass or something like that where I can just go anywhere and ain't scared of shit. No, I'm I'm scared of a lot of shit. You already talked about West Virginia. If, <laughs> yeah, if I gotta go somewhere and do my job, I'm gonna go somewhere and do my job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I done delivered some cars to some fucked up ass places. You know, seriously. Again, y'all know where I'm from. Yeah. hey man, I need you to deliver this car and I need you to pick this up and I done did it. you know. I worked for AT&T for a while. Where I had to go in people's houses and sell them cell phones. I had to be to, in some fucked up places, but that was my job. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I heard, oh, well, he don't want to go here, or he don't want to go here, or he don't do that or we ain't sending nobody there, I'm like, man, what the fuck are we doing? So yeah. Brent Pry and his crew seem like they at least doing that. You know what I mean? It seems like they going into the the highways and the hedges, and trying to get into some shit. They're in houses.
1: They're in houses. They're in schools. They're reconnecting with some of the coaches that I feel like kind of got pushed to the to the side. Um, in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, um, uh, I feel like unless we really had a target on a guy, we weren't in the school. Like if if he wasn't already right. at the top of our board, we weren't going in the school.
2: We weren't right. we weren't paper in the area. Yeah, it's just like you talked about Brody Meadows earlier. You know what I'm saying? His team played in the state championship. And they got the kid uh Bradshaw on their team that we should have been on. We own them. But yeah. we own them now. Like you you gotta yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. it don't matter. Yeah, it don't it don't matter how we look at it as fans that's been looking at a program or looking at football for 36 years. Yeah, it don't matter how I feel about a kid. If a kid like a Brody Meadows is a four-star or a three-star, sometimes a two-star, most of the people that see them, they're the best fucking football player that they've ever seen. Mm. You know, Brody Meadows is probably the, the best football player that anybody in that town has seen in a long time. Exactly. Or he's probably got the most coverage. You got to be able to go talk to them. You know, like Grandma was fucking with us, man. Like, they I remember they it. put something on Twitter. Yeah, That's they put something that. on Twitter like, Oh, uh, he didn't even give us an offer. Yeah, they you know, they thank were big you. mad that we didn't even get yeah. a, a look. They were big mad. So now, so now you go and you get, you know, you give Brody an offer. You know, that's a four star lineman that you don't know how he's gonna turn out. You give him an offer, and then now we in the running for the Bradshaw kid, who I think is gonna be like a Daz Newsome type player. Yeah. We missed out on Daz because we slow playing. Yep. You know, look at the kid who they played against in the championship. What's the Kings for? What's he played somewhere. King Whoever King Graham William played in. King William. The kid that's going to he's wait cares, for him. Beast. He a beast. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we ain't even offering kids like that. That's so, exactly. when you get people you get people like like Brennan Hill who talk about, you know, stars don't mean nothing, I think what he really is trying to say is there's a lot of kids in a lot of places that y'all know, that y'all have walked in, in Virginia, that people just ain't highly recruiting that we can get and we could bring the tech and they could show out, man. They really could. Because if a Daz Newsome would have got the Virginia Tech, I feel like he could have did exactly what he did in North Carolina. Who cares about what his rating was? What was his rating? Probably an 83, 84? That's Fuck high. Out of hand, a
3: legitimate dude. point. And I agree with you 100%. My issue with what B. Hill did does is it is full. Oh, no, stars don't matter. Oh, it's all this. No, he is right to a certain point. To a certain Mm -hmm. point. Dead on. Because there is a lot of under-recruited talent around that is so fucking good. Especially in the 757 and 804. They are so goddamn good. But they're under-recruited. But that goes for a lot of other places. Mm -hmm. But the amount there. Oh my god. It's a hotbed. We have to actually... Go in, and we actually have to take these kids and develop them, and take them, bring them in, and get them into our culture.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah you got to think about it. Our, our offensive lineman, yeah, our offensive like lineman it. that we've had for the last couple of years. Who was our best offensive lineman last
0: year? Christian Darius. Christian Darius, Where yeah. Where he come yeah,
2: from? Where he come from? What
0: was he there. rated? What good What was,
2: good was good he rated?
0: No man. Garrison was
2: too short. Low, low. Three, low yeah. three. Yeah. Okay. Who is our best offensive lineman this year? Probably Cade Moore. <laughs> exactly, Cade <Cain> Moore. <laughs> Maybe you know Lucita Smith. Yeah. Before he got hurt, yeah. Dude you know what I'm saying. But anyway, if you go across that board, we didn't have no five star lineman. So I ain't saying what what. When when somebody like B Hill gets on his tangent, and I hate to keep bringing him That's up, fine. when he goes off on his soapbox about shit like that, I feel him to a certain extent because, but do what I do tell him because I talked I talked to Hill yeah. outside of Twitter, like I talked to him on the phone and shit. But I tell him outside of that is, yeah, y'all had a lot of two star players, but you had Tyrod that was a fucking five star. You had but Ryan Williams. You got a four. David was a four. Evans was. A Ford. You got to be able. When you get one or two of them type of players, yeah, they can carry some of them three stars, and them three stars going to elevate what they're doing. Yeah. When you got, you know, somebody back there who is a beast like David Williams, uh, excuse me, David Wilson running the ball, yeah. that the, the line the line just, they meshed together and they they did what they had to do for him to get his yards. Yeah, so, and
1: I, you know, I can man. speak to that because uh, I played on some lines in my day that across the board – they weren't good, but when you got a running back behind you, that's kind of game changing. You yep. you make you make things work. You work as a as a unit a little bit better when you know a guy behind you is probably gonna make a play for you if you aren't quite where you need to be. I mean, I I had yep. Alonzo Coleman in the backfield. He played at Hampton, undrafted um, free agent for the Cowboys a couple years. Um, you know, I, I blocked for him in high school, and we didn't have the best line, but. You know, when you got somebody like that behind you that you know you can make a play, you know, you just you give it a little bit more and you communicate a little bit better with the guys around you and it just comes together sometimes.
0: I'm going to make a point where y'all are talking about, like, getting in there, recruiting and everything. I listened to Price Presser today, and something he talked about was, like, I went up and we visited Bright's Duke and Harrison St. Germain, but we had two or three other schools while we were up there. And the point was made was just because – We don't have a guy coming here from there. Doesn't mean there's not somebody there. That's how you get those three stars where ninth grade, he kept mentioning ninth grade, ninth grade, ninth grade. You go in there and you see a kid popping in ninth grade. You immediately can make that relationship, right? You get to know mom. You're in Virginia. You get to know mom. You get to know dad, the barber, brother, uncle, his trainer, his coach, his teacher's. And by his junior year when he is ripping up fields and you go – and you're his first offer in the door and other schools come knocking, the relationship's built. Could they break the bond? Yeah, they could. But at least you're attempting. You're attempting to build something. You're attempting to understand we're going to get in here and when – I don't know. I I throw Lauren Johnson out there because we all know who he is. When Lauren Johnson has a ninth grader coming in, I want the first call when that kid starts popping. Hey, Brent, you need drive down this weekend. I got somebody to show you. Click starts there. Um, right now we're ranked thirtieth. What's y'all's expectation next year? We're gonna probably we're gonna probably be somewhere between twenty five and thirty, depending on who else we sign. Where's y'all's? Where should we be next year? Expectations for 2023 signing class. We're sitting here a year from now. We're bringing you all back on. Go ahead, book your calendar. I don't know what day it'll be. Book your calendar. We're going to bring you all on. We're going to talk about signing today. Where do y'all think we should be next year? 19. 19, all
2: right.
0: Give
2: me, give me 19. Top 20? 20. Jeremy? Sunday day. 2020.
0: Just
1: sometime in December 2022. We're signing the, the class of 23. Where do you think He's we should so be? He's so lit right
2: now. He is so lit right now.
3: I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> He's lit in a
1: moment. He's only begun to think.
3: If we're doing that, we're probably going to be around 30. You're going to say 30 again. Okay. I wanted to be – Optimistic, but no one's letting me be optimistic. All right. Hey, Tally's saying,
1: Tally's being hey, really Tally 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 saying, nineteen. you can go higher, man.
3: I was trying to go avenues. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a realist. Well, Justify it to myself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> listen, I'll that. take 22. I'll take 22. Give me about eight four stars. Give me about 13, 14 three stars. That's that's where yeah. I want to
1: be, and that that might get us higher, depending on the year. Uh, depending on the year, that's that's somewhere between eighteen and twenty four, uh, most years. So, um, I, I think we could do like somewhere eighteen to twenty. If we if we pulled eighteen to twenty in twenty twenty three, I'd be happy. Um, that's probably a little optimistic for for year for true year one. Um, but i think we can make it happen i think if if they keep papering the state of virginia like they have we're going to be able to rebuild some of those relationships I've
3: been doing a really good i think job.
1: that i think that's the big thing that we need to do and, and they're doing a good job so far uh, obviously 757 is important 804 is more important than it was um, back when we used to recruit it uh, re- recruit well um you know and, and you got to be able to to really hit it kind of all the angles from there as well i mean uh you gotta gotta be good in dmv gotta be good in nova gotta be good uh in southwest virginia in, in spots gotta be good in south side in spots you gotta know uh where those where the town is and i think that's that that's what we're gonna see improved is a, a better
0: understanding of the talent that the state of virginia has and, and where we can win those battles damn right yeah and it's and also it's pretty, pretty much. Much,
3: um, everything came down to the fact that we did not recruit the state of Virginia as much as we should have nope. for six years. It's
0: true. Yeah. And we, and we saw we our, fucked up. man, and, we've seen in the end, we fucked
3: up, and we're all learning. And we were the, at the turn of the century, we were the most well-funded fucking football program ever. And we're learning right now. That's where we Fucked up. That's what.
0: Yeah.
2: Me. Put the drinks down. It.
0: Well, <laughs> you, it, it and is it's true, man, because you know, 15 years ago, we had the fourth highest paid coaches staff in the country. The fourth Third. highest. No. Paid
3: coach of staff in the country. He's going along with what I'm saying.
0: I, no, no, me and you, Jeremy, me and you've touched this numerous times, usually slightly inebriated. We literally well, had it there.
3: Have, had, even the SEC at the time. And Mother we did. weren't. We he didn't was care. It was like, I'm not going to talk about Jim Weaver and how yep. Jim Weaver is terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to do that because he's passed and I'm not going to say anything about how he's terrible. Curtis, just show
1: him, him, <laughs> <Just showing laughs> well, him the hokey respect cup I'm not going
0: to do that. not doing it because Jeremy will start turning shit over. All right, okay. let me ask you this, guys. Um, first of all, have we announced the spring game game day yet? We got we're the gonna have yet. a
3: spring game. That's We are a gonna have a spring
2: game.
1: game. We are having. It a will be game. televised on the ACC
2: network as well. So we just don't have a date for it. Oh, yes. Money that Excellent. is money. Well, we were just talking about. Yep, it's
0: gonna be on TV, and we're gonna have one. And I want to know the date. It's one of those things. I joked with Brian already. Like we need to know this date ASAP. So. We we can go ahead and put our hall passes in for that Saturday. Yeah, like, I'm coming. up coming there. To you that I'm coming for the spring game. So, oh, like spring on. game, I, just I, I a tell for people
3: fucking everyone on spring game. Everybody spring
0: game. I'll tell any hokey fan half the time. I don't
3: actually make the spring game because I am passed out by the time it's spring game.
0: <laughs> we are shocked. We are not shocked. It's one of the funniest things i been to. Because yeah,
1: spring game's a good time because it's it's relaxed. Like, you you know, you go – you still get all the fun of the tailgates. You get all the fun of that shit. You get to interact with players. But you don't have to – like, there's no stress of the outcome.
2: Yeah. And it's it's it, it, much it, feel, it
1: feels like a uh, like a big party. It feels like a big party. It is a big
3: party. pretty much party. what it is. You go and it's just like, this might be our offense or maybe not.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll see you. <laughs> one of those guys that started the quarterback. I don't know which one. And you get on the field, and this is that's where we met Tap was at spring game 2016. And he's literally, I kid you not, Tally, the coolest part is we met, that day we met Luther Maddie, we met Daddy, all the Edmonds brothers. Everybody's so cordial. You get on the field, man, everybody, they'll, they'll chat with you, they'll take pictures, you want an autograph, they'll do anything. And me and him, we're rolling, and I caught out the corner of my eye, and I say, Brian. That's Daryl Tap. Brian peeks over my shoulder. He's like, oh, shit, that is Tap. He got his son on his back, passed out in a little light carrier. And I'm like, dude, it's Tap. We got to go walk and talk to him. And dude, we went up to him and man, he took pictures with us. He chatted us up four or five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, my God. It's fucking awesome. But so anybody out there listening, go to Spring Game. It's worth it. It's a great atmosphere. Go downtown, have drinks, go tailgating scene, have a great fucking time. Go to it. It's going to be on TV, so DVR, so you can actually come back if you don't get too inebriated and figure what's out what's a DVR, video? man. What? <laughs> yeah, I got a D- hey, listen, my Hulu, I got unlimited DVR, so that <laughs> DVR shit. Um, but let's 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 end it here, y'all. We've been damn near going two hours. This has been a fucking blast. Um, before we get into the fun stuff, what's your expectation tally for twenty twenty two?
2: Get me to a bowl game, man. Win six games, get me to a bowl game. All
0: right. Jeremy, expectation for 2022? We'll go to a bowl game. Bowl game. I want to have higher expectations, but I think what we've talked about here tonight, it's a lot of roster mismanagement. Now, don't get me wrong. If you talk to me in six weeks, if we've crushed that portal – Right, like, like, if, right. if
1: Cameron Ward signs on to to be a hokey, <laughs> then I might I might change my my tune here. Uh, I'm kind I'm kind of with y'all on the uh, the bowl game. I think we might could get to seven just because of how weak the schedule is next year. Oh God, but right, but seven's kind of my my ceiling in terms of expectations right now because of the roster. But like as, as Curtis was saying, if 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 we get Cameron Ward, we get a couple other guys at wide receiver. We get a uh, offensive lineman and a defensive lineman come in, I feel a little bit different,
0: especially if those yeah. guys are, are higher caliber players. we going to Charlotte if that happens. <laughs> we want fucking Charlotte. I, I, saw, I, saw we, I
1: saw we threw, th- threw the offer out to Cameron War today,
3: so
0: that's good. I man. know. I want it to happen, yeah. but hey, listen, it, it it can happen. It's a low potential, but it can happen. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to throw this one. You're going to miss it if you out. don't take the shot. So It's true. I, I'm glad we took the shot. I'm, I'm going to throw this one to you, Tally, because obviously we're all same age, and this is like those cool things. We all have those things. What's been your most memorable experience as a Hokie fan?
2: Man, probably my first game in Lane was uh, 2016. Okay. Uh, me and one of my homeboys, he's a, he's a hockey fan as well. Like we went to college together. Uh, we came to the to the uh, Miami game. I think it was a Thursday night game. Yes, it was. Uh, and we beat the shit out of them. You know, it was my first, you know, time in lane, time first game live. So that's that's probably my most memorable experience to to this date so far.
0: All right. Jeremy, my next one
2: is going to be when I meet Jeremy.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, what about you, man? Because you've been, I mean, close to basically what seventeen. Seventeen years of going to games and shit. What's been your most memorable experience? Honestly, honestly, all of them, all of them. Because you got a ton.
3: When Danny Cole caught the pass at that fucking Sugar Bowl, <laughs> I was indignant as shit the entire <laughs> like time. The next day, that was the worst part. Was. I had people coming up in New Orleans being like, you won that game. You won that game. Just like, yeah, I know we won that game. And then I puked my fucking ass off the entire way back home. I don't know if it was alcohol poisoning or the fact that I ate a lot of raw oysters. I don't know (laughs) what to tell you. I
2: puked
3: my ass off all the way from fucking New Orleans, a fucking Blacksburg over that fucking Sugar Bowl. <laughs> but you know what? I wouldn't trade it for fucking anything in the world. <laughs>
1: everybody. Uh, fuck, Michigan I, I, I... And,
3: and fuck all of them. Fuck the Pac-12 refs. <laughs> Danny Cole caught that pass. Fuck all you.
0: He did. He did catch that pass. Not even a lie. Yeah, so... everybody knows Danny Cole caught that pass.
1: And regardless of whether you think he caught that ball, there wasn't enough to overturn the call. No, really. so.
0: well, nothing. As soon as they right. was called. Well, uh, listen, well, Jeremy, Calley. Oh, and by
3: the way, it yes. came out later that the Pac-12 refs, oh, it it went off to someone who was a Michigan fan mm-hmm. later, actually a Michigan graduate who made the call on that one. And they got mm. in trouble. Yes, they did. Our bowl game was decided by a Michigan fan.
2: They fucked us. Fuck I'll their
3: face. They fucked us. I'll welcome
0: <laughs> the day I see them. The <laughs> gonna come back out. Right. Oh, shit. Well, listen, Tally, Jeremy, this has been two hours of exactly what I thought it'd be. A lot of fucking fun, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of good talk. We really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, and we will have you guys back again. Hopefully sometime between now and next December. But if not, circle this. Y'all will officially be our state of the program two hour have some drinks, get to feeling good, Shindig.
2: Hey. Yes, sir. We appreciate being here, man. Thank y'all. It's been uh it's been fun, man. I got to watch Jeremy get drunk because he's definitely drunk. Oh. <laughs> I'm, gonna pray for, I'm gonna pray for Emily because I know it's gonna be a rough night. Jer- Jeremy's about to pull that Doc Holiday
1: shit. I have not yet begun to defile myself. <laughs> he has <is> not. Right.
2: I'm
1: running
0: tally. Oh God. Well, that is gonna wrap up this episode of the Boundary Corner Podcast with Jonathan Tally, with Dr. Jeremy Counts. I'm Curtis Wilson. I'm Brian Siegler. Visit our website, BoundaryCornerBT.com. to listen to all of our episodes. While you're there, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube accounts, which in the future, our goal is we are going to attempt to get some film breakdown. Attempt. Keyword, there's Jeremy. Jesus, Lord, that's scary. Also, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast on your <laughs> podcast, Amazon, Apple Music, or Spotify. We always let our buddy Jason Long, who lives down in the Roanoke Valley, play us in, play us out. We thank you for listening. And as always, y'all ready, boys? Let's go. Ho, peace.
2: Empty dicks, full hearts.